Hi, this is Sky Brooks. Just a quick intro into this episode, which is probably one of the strangest ones I've read recently, is an article by the newspaper The Guardian, a British daily paper, reporting again a great discovery. A team found more than 100 fossils of a tiny creature in the outback in South Australia. They're saying it might not show much family resemblance, but fossil hunters say a newly discovered creature that looks like a teardrop-shaped jelly bean and is about the size of a grain of rice, is an early relative of humans and a vast array of other animals, like, you mean a maggot? Coming up shortly, that review. Hi, this is Sky Brooks, and as I mentioned in the trailer, we will be reviewing this article that was written by the Guardian paper on an Australian team that found more than 100 fossils of tiny creatures in the outback in South Australia. Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Hello Sky. Glad you're still doing well in some of this chaos that's going around. And yes, I took a gander at that article as well over these past few days. And actually it's a bit embarrassing as I would see it. And the bit about the finger bones in pectoral fins of a fish in the shallow primordial sea, really? There was no primordial sea? And they are also requesting you to create an account, as the only way to get full access to the article, you would have to make a purchase, like a t-shirt? Is that the game now, to buy the information? How is that going to further you, except line their pockets, wasn't the grant large enough? This isn't really new information, or a new discovery as most would define it as so. These fossil hunters seem to forget the Earth's entire surface has changed, turned over, as it were. Hey Sky. So glad we're all doing well. I think they have found the cure, but looks quite political now. Why do we need more data, 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 really, three months, and thousands of lives? Well so much, for my opinion. However on the note at hand. I did read what information they did allow to be released freely. So they say, these Australians are claiming these worm-like Ikariawariusha from 550 million years ago could be the so-called missing link between the mysterious proto-animals of the Adiacaran era before the Great Cambrian explosion. Quote, the blobs turned out to look like grains of rice, 2 to 7 millimeters in length and 1 to 2.5 millimeters in width. Their size is just right to have made the mysterious burrows End of quote. They are essentially using impressions, a type of a reverse mold, of whatever the maggot was, that was in the rock, and admitting this type of soft-bodied maggot, is an unusual discovery since like many other animals of the time, were soft-bodied, so, all they have to go on is an impression. I'd heard of that type of impression before, made from an impression in the upper northwest, of Bigfoot. Is that now what they are defining as a fossil? Maybe Bigfoot is a fossil, who knows? Any soft tissue of a fossil is never found, anywhere, 
thereby they are going by tracks, just that something was here and created this, that could have been created in ancient rock, when it was soft for a long time, then hardened. So what they are truly doing, is actually dating rock, really? Darwinism at its greatest. I hope you see that suggestion. There are so many assumptions, guesses and old school methodology being mentioned here. Though, yes, when I think of the land, down under, this flashes in my mind. Ah, I said crocs don't like fresh meat. He wasn't trying to eat me on the spot. He just wanted to grab a hold of me and take me down for a death roll. A death roll? Yeah. Yeah, see, a croc will grab you, take you down to the bottom of the water, and roll you over and over and over until you stop kicking. And take your weight of his meat safe somewhere. Rock ledge, bog, down under the water, jam you under it. Tenderise you a bit. Good eating. Yeah, anyway, he wasn't happy with the grip he had on me, so he let go to get a better one, and I talked him out of it. I find it real interesting they call this an almost, an almost miraculous discovery. And this is how it's described in just the other day in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. An ancestral animal from which we descended. Do you have a problem with that? Yes, it might not show how much of a family resemblance, as I said in the intro, it is to early relative humans and a vast array of other animals. Oh my gosh. Well, how they determine that? Does anybody ever question these results or is it just those with the proper accolades and everybody assumes that it's right? And then they just compare it to others that might have been found in Quebec, Canada. I don't doubt their finding. It's the conclusions and the assumptions that I have problems with and what scientific evidence that they don't have. Yes, they talk about a recent doctoral graduate, geology professor, noticing tiny oval impressions, and then they get funding from NASA's Exobiology Endeavor program and scan the subject blobs with some type of scanner. You know, a fossil doesn't have to be millions of years old. You can go to any shoreline and pick up many fossils. That does not draw the conclusion that they're related to man and that they're millions of years old just because they create an impression in the sand. And I don't question that there weren't vast colonies or even today colonies of bacteria that blankets the seafloor. But you just need to question the dating. And there are factors involved in that that make that type of dating not very accurate as they claim. And just as you take a reverse mold, of course, if it's a worm, it's going to show ridging and how, but how could they tell that they ate organic matter? Fly maggots do the same thing. What if they were carnivorous and were searching out other prey like amoebas do? And those impressions could have been there a long time before that rock hardened. You see, neo-Darwinists don't play the same rules. And any of these books that we've reviewed from intelligent design proponents, they're basically all over the place with their theory. And they're also calling the Great Cambrian Explosion a speculation. Well, that's a denier. They're ignoring and disregarding other paleontologists and geologists with what they have discovered. And they have the assumption in their minds that they are the only ones. Like, a bit like Little Jack Horner, the nursery rhyme. 
pulled out a plum and said, what a good boy I am. You can't even put in sequence their findings with other findings. It's just a matter of convenience, whatever fits the narrative. You see, they have to keep the narrative alive, and you can't question it. Try it. You can read through the books that Douglas Axe wrote called Undeniable, or any of the other astrobiology or astrophysics books that I have reviewed, and you'll find in them those that have changed their minds, the type of intelligence design that was in the mix. Here's the biggest problem they have found is from here, they're continuing with the idea that the evidence now has contra been contradicted by a wealth of scientific evidence and by many biological disciplines, including molecular biology, protein science, and paleontology, and other developments in biology. They are basically contradicting themselves, hoping that you'll forget because no one really remembers history. They only think of now, today. One point to mention here is that the materials that made the Earth, and it was made from matter, is very old in the millions and millions of years. How can you date things that are eternal, that they are talking about, but you can't claim that the organisms they find or have found are that old? They came into existence like millions of years, not at the same time. And the question is, what was the catalyst, the igniter, the process that began it all? They don't dare talk about the origin. They need to retitle Darwin's origin of species to the differentiation of species. It's not the origin. Keep in mind that whatever we discover, we are quite late on the time scale or timeline on when supposedly the earth, organisms, and mammals up to man we're even on the earth. See those rocks sticking up there? And standing up there for 600 million years. Still be there when you and I are gone. So arguing over who owns them. Like, oh, like two fleas arguing over who owns the dog they live on. Well, granted, this is a pretty short article, and they do make reference to a couple other interesting articles. One is, Fossil Fish Fingers Shed New Light on the Evolution of the Human Hand, or the Oldest Circular Structures Discovered, and it's made of mammoth bones. Well, we're not going to go into those. That's not going to happen. I mean, if you want to go pay for that, that you shouldn't have to pay for this information if it's that kind of a discovery. This does sound like shopping center tabloid news waiting to check your groceries out line. And I think you know what I mean by that. Anyway, I think it's enough said on this. I'd like to go into some other more interesting and up-to-date information I think that will make a difference and change in people's lives. Anything more, Jenny Cass? I don't want to waste your time anymore. It's up to you. No Skype. That would be it for me on this. This is so bad, but I do enjoy hearing what everyone has to say. This one probably isn't even worthy of over-the-table chat with a few margaritas. Later. I'll go along with that as well, Sky. I agree with Cass. This one was pretty low on the scale, but not a waste of my time. I also enjoy listening to what everyone else has to say and just waiting to hear what comments might follow.
I don't know about any margaritas, Cass is talking about, but as for me, Harrogate rum is nice, I'll talk about anything after about three of those, cheers. Well, as you can tell, that wraps this episode up. We'll catch you in the next one, and hopefully we'll be better and have better information for you, and we'll catch you at that time. Later.